Welcome to The Invisible Body, and this is a special uh, Christmas Eve service that we did online. Uh, it includes discussions and singing and a bunch of people from around the world. I hope you really enjoy it. We'll just start with the three of us, and if people join, people join, and if they don't, that's fine. We can still do Christmas service with three of us. Yes, um, yes. Why so not? I I am Christine, and I am um, the pastor of the Invisible Body Church. So every time you see anything posted on Twitter or anything, that's me. I'm talking to you. Um, no, we can put a face, a name, to the, a face to the name. The name, yeah. Uh, um, so I started it basically because I live with um, chronic illness. Um, I have uh, migraines that um, used mm. to have me in bed three to seven times a week. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, and now um, are managed a lot better with medication, but they still knock me around quite a lot. Um, but during the two years that I was basically an invalid in bed, um, I found mm. that my church locally basically if you're not terminal they kind of forget about you and you kind mm -hmm. of become invisible um and so you know at the beginning uh, there's lots so of that, people that's where the name so that from. so that was that's the story behind the name yeah yeah is basically because um we are part of the invisible. body but we're invisible yeah um mm. and so i started uh, so i have a background i have a master's in theology i'm trained as a pastor and um, as I was lying in bed, um, God slowly kind of spoke to me over six months saying, you know, use this to reach other people who are in the same position. Um, and so I started mm -hmm. this to, to reach people who had disabilities or illnesses or um, whatever reason they couldn't get to church. And it's kind of expanded out from that during COVID. I had a lot of people, um, particularly expat Kiwis who were stuck in various countries around the world trying desperately to get home and couldn't. Um, and so I was kind of holding people on the fringes um, because they didn't have a church to go to. So that's kind of where, where the church is. It's kind of the idea that anybody who feels invisible to their local body is still part of the body. Oh, you, do, I just, you just gave me a, a, new, uh, I, um, I, a new idea for a name of your church. What? Church for people on the fringes. Yeah, <laughs> the fringe church. <laughs> yeah, the fringe church. Yeah. I'll just call myself fringe and just try and say I'm not part of the TV show. I'm part of the church. Um, yeah. yeah. So and now it's expanded out to actually my local community. So so we were the driving force behind um, mm -hmm. taking presents to old folks' homes today in my town, and um, <laughs> I do a lot of chaplaincy <clears throat> and things for people who are going through illness and things like that. So, yeah. so that's basically my story. Can uh, I ask you an off-topic question? Absolutely. Do people ever, you ever um, well, I'm sure you do, but um, do you ever get criticized for being a Christian who has tats? <laughs> no, in New Zealand, it's not really a big deal. Everybody has okay. tattoos in New Zealand. A lot of Christians in the West are like really judgmental yeah. about yeah. christians who have tattoos <laughs> yeah so i have quite a few american friends a few of them were meant to be on today i'm gonna tell them off later um but i have <laughs> my um best friend lives in seattle and she uh, i went over to her <coughs> wedding, yeah and um i was told so in new zealand also swear words are not 
such a big deal um, for a yeah. lot of people. And I swear, and I have, I, I mean, my history is that I wasn't always a Christian and I came to God in, in uh, fairly dramatic ways. I'm an ex-drug addict. I'm an ex-alcoholic. I, I have a whole history. If the worst thing that I'm doing is occasionally swearing, I'm pretty good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I would agree with that. That's yeah. a pretty logical argument. Um, and, that's and, the worst thing you do. Yeah, and God, if God can handle my language, you know, like he's he's pretty. You know good. what? God can handle a lot more than we think he can. Absolutely. <laughs> but I went to my friend's wedding, and I was her um, maid of honor, and um, I was running her bridal shower, and it was mm. held in the church, and I lost a game, and I just kind of went, "Oh, damn it all!" And that was not good. Like all of the, they were you're all cut like, off oh, now. You're cut off from yeah, the vine, Christine. Like, Christine, how could you say that in church? And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah so they're my tattoos. Yeah, yeah, you can see the guy, some around, guy but... looking at the MC like. Yeah, like get off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. over here, I don't get, I get more, um, issues around me being a woman leading a church than i do yeah right that well that's a pretty predominant uh yeah issue yeah i think the whole issue of like women in positions of pastor i don't I, this never really bugged me i mean my thing is as long as you're leading with integrity and and in serving the lord through the call he's got in your life like yeah. who are we to well i mean there is there is a whole my pastor, my pastor is a woman too so yeah I mean, there's a there's a whole Bible thing I can like series I could do on why women are actually allowed leadership. In the yeah, church. and then people I've pull it, one. You know. Yeah, you know, there, there's a, there's one verse in Corinthians that people love to use against that. Yeah. I'm sure you know the verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there are like three verses in the whole of the Bible that are like, no, women shouldn't preach, but actually they're very specific to a very specific church and it's very specific. Yeah, would you know the thing uh, is people but, that we know when when when, when the, the verse comes in from from one of the the letters in uh, Corinth, right? So yeah, and then then people ask, well, if people people have asked me, well, why? Especially women have asked me because they 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 especially because like well will they fit they what if it's kind of a conflict especially if a woman feels the call of god in her life to do what you're doing mm. and then comes across this verse in Corinth, like okay what do i do that well like you know i feel the lord's yeah. calling my life to, to be a pastor yet yeah. i hear i see this person in in corinthians that yeah. says women cannot speak well yeah. here's a here's the yeah. context that people need to know right because the, the because in order for us to understand scripture, I'm sure, and I'm sure as a pastor you would agree with this, context yeah. is king. Oh, absolutely. We were just talking about this, Evie and I, about the you need to know the historical background of verses okay. before you preach. So, but anyway, I mean that that I mean I'm going to stop you there, Robert, because I could go down that rabbit hole so far and like actually right. delve into that scripture for so many hours. Okay. <laughs> but no, I would like to say hello to Laura and Dan. Okay. Hi, Laura and Dan. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, you know the context then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. We were, we were just talking about, um, do people, uh, Laura and Dan, just to catch you up, do people have issues with my tattoos? And I said, no, in New Zealand, they have more of an issue with me being a woman pastor, but <laughs> not tattoos. Because oh. everybody in New Zealand has tattoos. So <laughs> it's, part, it's part of Maori culture. Yeah. It's Maori so culture, that tattoos. Oh, so yeah. acceptable over here. That is, I, I have oh, yes. one, here and, one here and one on my leg, and it's just not a big issue. Um, so, Laura, Dan, hello. Would you like to introduce yourselves very quickly? Sure. Well, I'm Laura. <laughs> and we had the time wrong, so I apologize for being late. That's um, okay. Um, 
figured the time zone thing was going to be messy. I knew it was going to happen, so it's fine. We are in Minnesota, uh, and we are having a major blizzard right now. There's like a foot of snow outside, so okay. we have been trying to keep things cleared off and whatever, so yeah. we didn't uh, dress up or anything. So mm. Is your home cold? I mean, you guys look like you're dressed for, you're ready to go outside. <laughs> Once you put a hat on for the day, your hair's done. So you just <laughs> yeah, so but you know what I've, I've heard for women, like you know, the older you get, it's more about it's fashion over no function over fashion, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like I'm not gonna redo my hair. I put a hat on. <laughs> and you're in your own home. Who do you have to yeah. impress? Who cares? How are all exactly. the animals, Laura? Are they, like, you've got 10 pets or something. Are they all coping? <laughs> At the moment, they're all sleeping because we were all outside trudging through the snow. Wow. Um, Franklin, our little pig, this is his first Christmas and first snowfall. So it's taller than him though. So he <laughs> wasn't super wow. impressed. Wow. Mm -hmm. but, How much snow did you get? What do we have out there? I guess it's we'll show snow you. snowed in. Okay. I wish I could have a white Christmas. I just think that would be beautiful. Apparently we're getting one, but oh, we have we wow. have no snow right now. Is wow. that just in the last like today? Well in the last well less than six hours, five hours. Wow. Yes. Wow. And it's still going? Yes. Wow. That's so Are you guys cool. in Minneapolis? Priya, yep. Okay. Yeah, it reminds me of Ireland. Christmas and it should have snow. It doesn't feel like Christmas in New Zealand. It's hot. Yeah. And you know, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. I have I've been to Minnesota twice. Like, Last time I was there was two I was there in twenty fifteen I don't know if you guys have heard of him, my Graham Cook. What was it? No. no so Rob Rob is from um, Toronto. You said Rob, is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's correct. And Evie is in Wellington in New Zealand, but is from Ireland. Got to say it with her, Ireland. <laughs> um, and I am in Taupo, New Zealand. Um, my family is English, though, so I've had one white Christmas in my lifetime, and suddenly all the Christmas carols made sense while I stood in the snow and was freezing. <laughs> I was like, ah, this is what Christmas is meant to be like. <laughs> yeah, this my, is why you drag pine well, trees inside. I never understood that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my wife is from the Philippines, and she was when she grew up, the, she always was confused by that song. It's beginning to look a lot. Oh, it's, or, it's yeah, or dreaming yeah. of a white Christmas, white Christmas right? Christmas. She's yeah. like, why is it? It should be green, not white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, it, over here at the moment, it's in the twenties in Taupo. It's a bit rainy today, but it's still. I mean, I'm in my singlet. It's flipping hot. Anyway, right. Let's get started. So I did send a little bit of a thing to you. Um, Laura, are you up? for singing or are you not today? I was just about to set it up and so I didn't get to putting it together because put okay. I was, I was, uh, yeah, an hour off. Oh, that's totally <laughs> fine. Look, well, I, I, I don't, I think the Google thing, Laura, for you, like it must be wrong on Google because we've done this a few times when we've gone to I, meet up. And we somehow get... when the time changed because we had a time or you guys had a time change and then like a month later we had a time change and since that happened i haven't it's been able to figure it out over the place right okay cool 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 
All right, so we'll skip the carols then. And what we'll do, we've done a bit of an introduction. Rob, have you disappeared? Is someone trying to call you again? Uh, uh, sorry, I'm just checking something. Oh, no, 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 I'm that's still, cool. You're I can still hear you. Cool, as long as you're still there, we're good. Um, I'm just checking, you have to so what we'll do if my, mic, is, if, my, if my video goes off i can still hear you yeah no that's cool i just want to make sure that you um aren't disappearing like completely and got lost in the ether you know how it is um <laughs> okay so what we'll do is we'll just delve into a little bit of a bible study if works for everybody so we're going to look at luke chapter 2 which is the birth of jesus story um i'm reading from the esv version um we're not going to get into a debate as to which version is better today, if we're all no. from different denominations, so it's fine. <laughs> um, no. okay. Oh man, I'm so sick of that debate. Uh, it's, it gets a bit ridiculous every now and then. So I'm just going to read till verse 40, because I believe in big chunks of scripture, not little verses taken out of context. And then we're just going to discuss about um, some of the context around it and all that kind of thing. We all good with that? Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. So chapter two, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when, Quirin <laughs> I don't even know how to say that, Quirinus was governor of Syria. I practiced that before I got on as well. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased when the angels went away from them into heaven the shepherds said to one another let us go over to bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the lord has made known to us and they went with haste and found mary and joseph and the baby lying in a manger and when they saw it they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for the purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. 
And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day, and coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak to him of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Okay, now, oh, we have a we have somebody else coming in. Hold on a second. Hi, Bruce. Can he hear us? He's connecting. No, it says his, he's, it's connecting yeah. to audio. Yeah. Just wait a wee minute, see if he comes in. <clears throat> I'll give him a minute. I'll just keep. Oh, no, Bruce is not on. Hello, Bruce. Can you hear us? Yeah, there he is. Hello, Bruce. No. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he's having audio issues. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the reason I picked this huge, big chunk. Oh, Bruce, are you there? Are you there, Bruce? No. 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 Okay. Um, the reason I picked this huge, big chunk, um, is because I think that it is really interesting that different people who were the first to proclaim Jesus as Christ. So we often have the story of the shepherds and things like that and the fact that they were quite poor and they were quite kind of unknown and they were on the outskirts and all that kind of thing. And um, they weren't really right. people you would expect to kind of, you know, proclaim Jesus as Lord. Um, and I mean, you wouldn't <coughs> expect to find the Lord lying in a manger, birth of a woman who, you know, has a man who apparently isn't the baby's daddy which is kind of a big deal really i mean yeah the whole thing was scandalous oh totally scandalous like she by accepting um <clears throat> god's uh purpose for her life she risked complete isolation and alienation from her her family from her community Years. she risked getting stoned for adultery and you know like yeah joseph could have had her stoned yeah absolutely joseph could have had her stoned for for cheating like 
because she was betrothed to him so that was basically you're married um so it's kind of a big deal that she had the faith <coughs> to step into that and then bruce can you hear us no not yet um and then i mean it's a massive thing for joseph to accept this child and to accept the word of a young girl she would have probably been about 14 um that this he baby didn't he, he didn't accept the her word well no but was, God, he, like the angel had to come and tell him but like he exactly. he kind of like accepted on the word like by faith that yeah. this was god's baby it's kind of like yeah. a big deal but then okay so we have the shepherds which is pretty freaking amazing anyway like and joseph's defense i don't think anybody would have believed her i don't i don't know like if some i've looked after the pregnant teenage girls before and if they came to me and said you know this is god's baby i would be pretty sus about that i'd be like uh-huh exactly right? right yeah you know this is this happens all the yeah. time yeah yeah totally virgin birth yeah yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. so yeah. Like, i yeah. mean like what are you on and you should probably get off of it yeah yeah like who did you sleep with that you're embarrassed about telling me you know like come exactly on, yeah, like, just come on out with it already right <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> So I can totally understand why her community might be a bit like she's gone crazy if she actually yeah, exactly. thinks this is God baby. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of kind of like things going on, and I was actually uh, reading this the other day, and I realized <coughs> that this probably had a major impact on their socioeconomic status because oh, yeah. when, they, when they go to sacrifice stuff in the temple. <coughs> They do a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, which is what is um, given in Leviticus for poor families who could not afford a lamb to sacrifice oh. for their son. Um, oh. And mm. it was another friend of mine that pointed that out to me um, in a Bible study. And I was like, wow, like I have never thought of that before. So they would have, but, and Joseph was there too. So they would have been hugely affected ostracized. by ostracized, no work, um extremely oh. poor at this point oh yeah um well to be honest, i mean to the fact that they had to get get a manger too i mean <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely they couldn't afford to i mean the inn had no room they probably couldn't afford to go anywhere else they were in a no. manger but then when they go to the temple to sacrifice for their first male in their line which is a huge deal the first son and they can oh, only yeah. afford the birds like that that has a is a huge um sign of of where their socioeconomic status was even after the, and so when they and the time for purification often comes when a child is about three years old so this is not like he's circumcised and then they go for the time of purification oh this yeah is like this three is three years, years later, later. and they're yeah. still in a state that's really really poor um oh, yeah. and so it's not like they've bounced back and gone sweet you know like it's actually no. a really struggling time um bruce can you hear us are you with us yet mate bruce are you there can you hear us bruce uh, hello so. bruce no, he, he, he's, no he's got some technical issues going yeah, on yeah that must be frustrating for him um and then um another thing that that really um hit home for me was um when simeon so you've got the you've got this this young girl who is a virgin having a baby you have this 
husband betrothed man who takes on a baby that is taken on faith is actually God's. And then you have shepherds proclaiming the birth of Jesus. And then you have this really poor couple going for purification and they're met by this really ancient man who's probably, you know, at, at that point in the temple, they're probably like, okay, when's he going to die? Like he's hanging on, waiting for death, yeah. right? And then he says <laughs> that you have prepared presents in all of the peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. So he is proclaiming that Jesus is there to reveal light to the Gentiles as well, which is massively countercultural and is actually only something oh, yeah. later than picked up in freaking Paul. Like we have to go a whole generation later before people are going, actually, we need to go to the Gentiles. And Simeon is saying it right away. Like this dude's yeah, going to go to the I Gentiles. Mean, so, so actually, that makes, that makes an interesting point because Paul is actually fulfilling that prophecy. Yeah. The, start, the starting of a fulfilling of that prophecy. Yeah. And so when because Jesus, Paul was the first apostle to the Gentiles. Yes, he is. Yeah. And when Jesus goes to the Samaritan woman and things like that, where it's so like, oh, I can't believe he's talking to this woman who is not a Jew. Like, it's shocking. Yeah. He's actually fulfilling what Simeon. Or even oh, even yeah. think of the, the parable where Jesus talks about, um, you know, Jesus, uh, when, when Jesus is asked, who is my neighbor, right? Yeah. And he gives that, he gives a story. And, and that story, the Samaritan is, is the neighbor. Mm. the good the, like the actual mm. neighbor right mm. so Absolutely. and then um and then jesus asked the person who asked him so in this story who is the neighbor and then the you know the the answer is actually very telling the guy he says the guy doesn't say the samaritan the guy says the one who showed mercy, mercy. yeah in, in other words he couldn't even bring himself to say it was samaritan who was the neighbor yeah. he says the one who showed mercy yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's hugely slap in the face to say that the Jews oh, yeah. have any part of the salvation <clears throat> of israel or the the savior that has come and so simeon the, is saying something massively insulting in the middle oh, of the yeah. temple over this little child which oh, yeah. of a poor couple like as well i mean the salvation of israel is supposed to be a great king coming to kick everybody uh, out and and like <clears throat> you know claim israel again and simeon is standing over this desperately poor couple going this dude is the savior of israel and the gentiles i mean like what, what, right, what, he better what, hurry up and die because somebody's gonna like get pissed off at him if he, <laughs> he doesn't yeah, like you know his yeah. time in the temple is over <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean that's literally career suicide yeah absolutely like you don't see a priest <laughs> doing that and then yeah. the other thing that i found fascinating about this is that the prophetess anna um, so she was only married for seven years from the time from when she was a virgin. So she would have been about 14, married till about 21, and then a widow until 84. Like, that is a long time to be a widow. So widows, there was no social security. There was no benefit back then. Wow. And so she would have been completely poor, reliant on the temple generosity to be alive. Um, and so she is she never departs the temple and i wonder if actually it would have been quite uh potentially an unsafe thing for her to be a widow for so long in her community and that the temple gives her security as well um because there is you know like an expectation for her to get married again or or whatever and so there is that kind of um 
issue and it doesn't say if she has children or not which is really interesting but she comes up and she gives thanks to god and starts speaking about god to everybody after seeing jesus and so you've got in this story just going back to the beginning a young virgin a man who's taken on faith that this child is god a bunch of shepherds an old man proclaiming that the savior is coming to the gentiles and then an old widow who would have been poor and living in the temple like you have the five most unlikely characters to be proclaiming the savior has come to the world like i read that and i go how anybody believed he was going to be the savior of the world is beyond me <laughs> that is that is some crazy beginning and it shows the heart that god has for the poor and for the needy and for the widowed and for you know the elderly who are dying and waiting to to fulfill god's work in their lives all this kind of thing god has this massive heart for those people and he shows it from the time that as as soon as he steps into history um well you know that reminds me of a verse in the new testament where it says God uses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he does it from the get-go, like straight yeah. away. I mean, even through the Old Testament, he's using all sorts of people to shame the wise. I mean, Rahab the prophet, oh, yeah. for example, like who would have seen that being part of the whole story of Israel? Or as I've heard, you know, you know, if we were in God's God's position, thinking about Israel, right? Mm. In the back in Moses time or you know we we would have sent in the military and with tanks and bomb and here here God sends us in a guy with a stutter and a stick yeah yeah I know right I mean it's 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 crazy or like we would have sent in somebody to like overthrow a government and start again and he sends in himself as a baby yeah. to change the world and I mean the thing that blows my mind right <laughs> is because I was contemplating all of this in light of um, things like abortion and euthanasia and things that have been happening in New Zealand in the last few years. Um, and I was thinking about the fact that God didn't, like we talk about God coming as a baby. God came as a few cells in a woman's womb and then grew to be a baby. Like he uh -huh. started as a microscopic organism, <laughs> like in just a womb. The, just like us, and, the exception and that, of the fact that his conception was entirely different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't know how the conception thing works at all. We're like, we'll just like, just jump over that one because that's a whole debate for another day. But uh, <laughs> like to, to think of just even the development of a child in a womb, mm -hmm. like I don't know if you guys know anything about that. Um, I mean, I've, I don't have kids. I have lots of nieces and nephews, though, so I've heard everything about development of children in wombs. But like that is the most vulnerable place um, oh, yeah. you know and then entering into a world where there is no health care where there is uh, you know there's this um really really stunning picture that i think i um did a little sermon on this on the website if, uh i think it's uploaded i will check that but um there's a picture of joseph helping give birth to Jesus and Jesus is halfway out. You don't see anything that you don't want to see, but like the baby is halfway out and Mary is screaming and Joseph is looking as awkward as all heck. And you know, like it's, it's the most raw image I have seen of the nativity where there's no midwife, mm. there's no healthcare, there's no safety. It's just yeah. 
a yeah, young like woman the, the, giving birth. Yeah, I feel like in a normal nativity scene, it's just like it's everything is peace and calm. Like, yeah, and, and it's it's not it's not like it's nothing like what actually happened. No, and I mean I know every woman I have ever met. Yeah, and every woman I've ever met who's had their first child has been terrified, even in a hospital. <laughs> you know, like it is well, it's normal, and it is sore, and it is terrifying because we have no yeah. idea what's going to happen. And here's a young woman who's doing it with a man who would not have been prepared in any way, shape, or form to understand. And they figure, that. I don't know, I don't, I don't know, the, I don't know how true this is, of course. Yeah. But I've heard that Mary was only about fourteen when she had Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She would have been. So she would have been married or uh, betrothed. Um, so mm. young women tend to have been betrothed before they got their first period and then married once they had their first period. So she was in a betrothed. So they got married, married ridiculously young back in yeah. that day. Yeah. Well, they didn't live long. So it was like. Well, the, yeah. the other thing is, a fourteen-year-old girl back then would have been night and day more mature than today. Well, yeah, I mean, there was no teenage years. It was exactly. just you were either a child or you were an adult, and so a man became a man at thirteen when they went through the whole. Uh, what is it called again? Puberty. No, 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 no. The um, Jewish ceremony. Oh, uh, I. Anybody got that word for me, Evie? Evie, have you got the word for me? Anybody? Um... Um, bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. That's yes. the one. Thank you. So, so bar mitzvah. That's when they became a man, and then they were expected to go and earn money and establish a home. And then once so they again, had a home and a house, back then, they would back marry. then would have been night and day more mature than they are today. Absolutely. Yep. And, and but the men would have been probably marrying in their twenties because that's when they would have been able to have enough income to start a family. And then okay. they would have married a young, but they could have been betrothed for quite a number of years as families made um, okay. kind of political connections. So betrothed is our for, is our would be our form of engagement, right? Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like a promise. It's kind of like a hey, this girl isn't old enough to marry you yet, and you're not quite stable yet. So we'll promise each other because we want our families to be connected because we're both powerful families or we're both you know we like each other or whatever. And so they could have been betrothed from, from quite young, from children. And then okay. once the man had earned his, become a man and earned some money, and once the girl was able to actually bear children, that's when they would have got married. So It's a little bit different, though, in that it was pretty much a done deal once you're betrothed, you're pretty yeah. much married. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't back yeah. out. It's just you would still be living with your separate families and you wouldn't be having sex. Um, yeah, yeah. But you you were married, like you. There was no getting. So if you had like yeah, a married, well, you're you're basically married in every sense, with the obvious exception yeah. of consummation. And so, so Mary could have been killed for adultery because yeah. she was betrothed. So, mm. and I, I think the fact that they, when they're at the temple and they are uh, purchasing these very uh, these these birds shows that 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 whole situation has had a massive impact on their status. Um, oh yeah, and everything. Unless they came. From I mean, the the fact the, the how they hint. I mean, just the thinking of the fact of what they had to deal with, and just the injustice of like having to like yeah, aha, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's such a different world to what oh, we yeah. live in now, um, particularly as Western. Um, I mean, all of us here are Western white people. We live mm. in a very very different world to Mary and Joseph lived in and and what most of the world lives in now actually Mary and Joseph are probably a lot more understandable to the two-thirds world than they are to the western world 
Um, oh, yeah. We are so far removed from it. Um, <coughs> but the, the emphasis of the story of, of what um, is actually being told about God's heart for the poor and things is, is really something that we can take with us as relatively wealthy um, Westerners, you know, and I say relatively mm -hmm. because we may look wealthy to the rest of the world and still be freaking struggling to pay our bills. So we're not necessarily wealthy, but we are wealthy compared to the rest of the world. Mm. No, um, I understand. And I think that um, we can take that heart that God has and apply it in ways in our lives. So, you know, uh, for example, uh, a few years ago, um, my husband and I took in a teenage girl who had been kicked out of home because she was pregnant and she refused to kind of tell us who the, the father was for a while. And then she did. Mm. Um, but, you know, like, what is our heart for that, that girl? It's one thing to say abortion is wrong, but are we willing to actually help a teenager become a mother? Um, are we actually there to take them in when they've lost everything that they know um, and, and don't yeah. know how to handle life? Um, yeah, it's easy to stand on, on moral platitudes and not take action for it. It is. It is. And I, I, as much as I love the church, like I love the church, the worldwide church, but it has issues, particularly in the West, where we have got very comfortable with um, – our little traditions and you know I uh, know somebody once who I said well where are the poor people in your congregation and they said to me well even rich people need a place to be comfortable Christine and <laughs> I was just like no no we don't actually um, we should be uncomfortable we should look at our congregations and go where are our poor people where are our pregnant teenagers where if we were if we were not you know. comfortable, why would we need the comforter? Exactly, exactly. Um, and Pretty dangerous, actually. Yeah, it is. And so if we if we're looking at our congregations and our congregations throughout our community, and we don't have poor, and we don't have um, pregnant teenagers, and we don't have the disabled, and we don't have you know all that stuff going on, then are we actually being effective in our ministry? Are we actually doing what Jesus did? Um, and I would have not. Or how can we fill the Great Commission? Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm an ex-crisis um, pregnancy and post-abortion counsellor. Mm. And so we, through our church back in Ireland, we had a lot of damaged, damaged women who had abortions who were pretty much told, you committed the worst sin ever. There's no place for you. Yeah. Oh and my they're gosh. so damaged yeah. and they just need Absolutely. to be loved. To what life. a horrible Absolutely. thing to say. It's to an awful yeah. thing. And as an ex-Catholic, that's where it was coming from. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh was gosh. that kind of, it's a mortal sin. You've yeah. murdered a child. And these women were well, the dying part, the part inside. Of that is true, but it's not an unforgivable sin. It's no, but well, there's only one unfor unforgivable sin. But yeah. I mean, but not only them, the fathers who wanted the child. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we formed a program called Forgotten Fathers because we yeah. forget we do. That, that they're ostracized. They, they don't oh, yeah. say, yeah. they don't. And you've got these hurting, broken men that they take it into the next relationship. Absolutely. So when you're talking about Mary and what they're doing, you know, I mean, that is a miraculous the way that yeah. she came through it when you're talking about, you know, getting stoned to death for adultery. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it can only be God when you look at it. Absolutely. Oh, and yeah. we, do, we yeah. do have to give kudos to Joseph as a forgotten mm, father, 
because after yeah. this story he basically disappears like we don't really hear of joseph again and it's like did he die yeah. well what happened to him there's like, only he, two you know there's only two places where we really see joseph in the new testament and that is well obviously getting the news of jesus is god and mm. you gotta take mary to be your wife because she's telling you the truth and the second is when they found jesus in the temple when he was 12 yeah yeah after that you never hear about him and and it's like what actually happens to joseph he is a forgotten father but he is a father that stood by a woman who could have lost everything was he quite a bit older than her too christine in that because john had to take mary in after jesus crucifixion it was basically took her into his house so joseph would have been gone by then yeah culturally he would have probably been probably late 20s um is when and so the the fathers did tend to die a lot earlier than the mothers um Mm. but we don't we don't hear about it we don't hear of jesus Mm. grieving his you know stepdad Mm. we don't he just kind of disappears so i think jesus is like that i remember with the wedding um reading about the wedding at cana and he goes woman Yeah. <laughs> to his mother, he's like, woman, woman. Yeah. Yeah. He actually had more affection for some of the other women in the Bible. She was just Yeah. Absolutely. She was a vessel. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah that's why I don't her, get the full promise. Catholic uh, homage to Oh, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna go <laughs> okay, into it. We're sorry. not going no, 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 no. There are so many All rabbit right. holes we could go sorry. down, but we're just not gonna do yeah. it. Yeah. No, um, I'm just saying that even Jesus himself yeah. said woman. Yeah, I know. You know, so you know. And yeah, then, and, and when he's on the cross and saying, "This is my mother. This is my you are," yeah. you know, it was, it was more than that to him. And I think when we're talking about the things yeah, that people he said, are going my, he through, we're not he basically said to paraphrase, "My my family is the one who does the will of the Father." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and actually tells us that we may have to leave yeah. behind yeah. people that we oh, love yeah. because of him. And so so you know, yeah. that's our family. Count the cost. Yeah. So it's interesting because the the supervisor I have for for this church, um, she is a chaplain in a hospital, and she has also been asked to be a chaplain for an abortion clinic because of the oh, wow. impact that these women go through. And so she does blessings over the grounds and and prays for the the dead children, and um, wow. and she says it's just absolutely gut wrenching. Um, you got to be a very tough person for that. She's an amazing person. She is just an amazing sure. person. But she is, um, so she is my supervisor and trained me up in chaplaincy and things like that. And um, mm. we were talking about how much is needed chaplaincy in like rainbow youth centers where you're not going, yes, I, just like if you're a chaplain in an abortion center, you're not going, yes, I am pro abortion. You're going, I am no. here for the people who are struggling. Um, young people who are struggling with their faith as well as going through the gender identity crisis thing that our world is just I'm not even going to go there but it's crazy (laughs) Um, and you know and they need spiritual guidance and support as well and prayer but if you do things like that like if I said I was taking part as as a chaplain in a rainbow youth organization I would immediately be smeared by a number of churches who would oh, say, yeah. oh, that means you're pro-homosexuality. And it would become this whole big debacle online um, and all this kind yeah. of thing. And so my challenge <laughs> for us is if we read this story, we see these very um, unlikely people who are proclaiming the person of Jesus, who mm. risk everything to proclaim the person of Jesus 
are we yeah. willing to do the same in a culture that will slam us for doing that? Like completely oh, yeah. not even listen to us and our reasoning will just rip us a new one because they feel like it. Um, cancel culture. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> oh yeah well we live we live in a world where it's a double standard right because we live in a we live in a world that preaches tolerance but yet yet is the most intolerance when it comes to the actual truth it is it is and i'm and actually so, seeing it on twitter a lot more you mentioned the name of christ and the vitriol that comes after it is very oh, telling the times yeah. that we're in I find, uh, you know the I excuses find... that are made are to me quite horrific but i'm not oh, yeah. i'm just going you can't say christ we've got issues honey yeah but um oh, you yeah. know this, this we're gonna have problems yeah and i think it's important too that jesus loves jesus will always meet you where you're at but he loves you too much to leave you there yeah and oh, so yeah. you know for meeting Thank these God people for that. That yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and i mean and i think it's very important that we recognize that he lifted us out of the mire Absolutely. so you know every time i meet somebody who's vehemently bashing jesus i was like well he brought me i'm not that i ever bashed jesus ex-catholic but you know um <laughs> i did i'll, I'll, Morrison, own, it. I'll own it i bashed yeah. jesus <laughs> yeah. but i think there's a balance and that i sometimes hey, we may not bash with, with jesus the... we may not bash jesus verbally but let's face it we we hmm. have all bashed jesus with the way we've lived yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, absolutely sorry. right absolutely right and the bit that i struggle with is the loving to life and having the mind of christ to meet that person where they're at the mm -hmm. lack of repentance and when to let go because it's important yeah. for our spiritual health too that we don't get brought entangled. down by the world absolutely. and entangled in that absolutely yeah. see i find it interesting though like on twitter i actually get more slammed on things like twitter and facebook by other christians who don't like my theology yeah. same. well same with yeah. me yeah that's when it becomes i i find i can talk to non-christians all day long about spirituality oh yeah and you know all this well, kind of I, thing because everybody's I, I, searching but like you get oh, a yeah. get a christian who is so firm on their theology Locked. that there is no room for movement I that's know. when that's when i i butt heads with people and then i go uh -huh, yeah that's cool <laughs> oh you yeah. too someone yeah. someone told me so I, I i posted something about i'm not going to get into it but just just to, to reiterate what you're saying christine mm. is that i posted something that I have an easier time talking to atheists than Catholics on on, on social media, especially Actually, specifically was Twitter. Before, yeah. I was just saying that it's easier yeah. to convert an atheist than a Catholic. Talking to Catholics is like, and the, and the post was like banging your head on the door, right? And then yeah. and someone said, "No, that's like atheists." And I said, "No, man, no. atheists don't don't rub me nearly as wrongly." I know, as I know, as an ex-Catholic, how entrenched we we're and are in dogma and tradition oh, yeah. and things that are actually not of god um and, and it's I, really i did an expose on catholicism just a couple but weeks yeah. ago at my church well you, do you know who you'd love rob you'd love jacob prash because jacob prash is a messianic jewish preacher and his mother is catholic and that's oh, okay. exactly what he said the last time I saw him was yeah. like talking to her is like this and he went up to the stage <laughs> yeah. and he was just banging his head yeah. but then yeah. but then I find I mean it's 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 Catholic uh, yes Catholics but I mean also other Protestants depending on you know are they Catholic oh, yeah. are they stuck in the <clears> some old great spiritual Catholics thing? don't get me wrong yeah, yeah. the I majority mean, are very entrenched yeah, there are, but I and think then there's the us, whole other issue of people mixing politics with the religion. Uh, I'm not going to go down that rabbit yeah, hole. Let's, I'm just let's saying not it's even, a whole, yeah, 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 it's yeah, a yeah, mess. Yeah, just a no, 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 we're not. 
<laughs> I'm just saying it's messy. Talking about this, it is. It's messy, and we get. And so my my mm. own ethos is my cornerstone, my unshakable bit of my faith in my theology is Jesus Christ, His life, death, and resurrection. Everything else, I'm happy to debate and and be changed <laughs> my mind on. But you will not change my mind on Jesus. So if you're Calvinist, no. if you're Revelation, if you're Creationist, if you're literal seven day, you know whatever, cool. Let's chat about it. But I'm not going to get upset if you disagree with me. Um, no, and I'm quite happy to back out of those. And they and people but... will be upset that you don't get upset that they do disagree with you. Uh, some people, yeah, they 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 do want to just have an argument, but that's okay. What do you mean you're not gonna get upset? <laughs> no, I know. Evie, are you still there? Can you still hear us? Yeah, I'm still here. I okay. just need to go and wrangle some dogs quickly before they start jumping all over the place and probably knocking over computers and stuff. So okay, I'll be yeah. right back. I'll yeah. be right back. Sorry, no. I've got two pit bulls and they're very rambunctious. Oh yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Bruce, is your audio working? His, his, his mic is muted, but I don't know if he can hear you. Can you, can you? How about now? Oh, there Bruce, you you're with us. How are you, Bruce? <laughs> I'm doing well. I was told 11 p.m., not 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, goodness, I'm sorry. I guess. That's yeah, all right. I got, uh, yeah, I know. So it's my fault that um, obviously I got all the time zones wrong. <laughs> I blame Google because I typed it into Google. Maybe it didn't take into consideration our daylight saving time or anything like that. Probably so, not. Yeah. Probably not. Google, so, Google's that way. I knew it was going yeah. to be an issue trying to get all these different time zones together, but we did get there slowly. <laughs> Eventually. So, yeah. So have, did you hear us um, in our discussion, Bruce? I have been listening. Awesome. So where are you from? I am from Indiana, okay. USA. <laughs> yeah. So um, in terms of, so Laura is, Laura is from Minnesota. If Minnesota's up here, where's Indiana? <laughs> Is it down? I think it's down to the right. Southeast. About, uh, Ten hours. That way. And then but we've got Southeast. Yeah. Lauren and Josh. Hi, Lauren and Josh. They're from it Seattle. Ish. But they're from Squim. But none of you will know where Squim is. So. <laughs> yes. yeah. so we've got... India, so we've got Indiana, we've got Minnesota, we've got Washington, we've got Toronto, Canada. Rob is from Toronto. We have Evie, who's Irish, but living in Wellington. And so that's in New Zealand, if uh, anybody doesn't know. And I am Christine, and I am from Taupo in New Zealand, um, or as other people say, Taupo. Um, but if you're pronouncing it properly, it's Taupo. Um, and yes, I am the pastor of the invisible body. So if you see me twittering away, that's me. <laughs> so hopefully we've all caught up on that one. Um, um, so Bruce, were you yeah. wanting to do a little sing-along for us? A little sing-along? A little carol? Were you going to do a carol with your wife? Well, my wife cannot, has no voice. Oh no, is she sick? She's not sick, it's caused by stress. Oh. And we just got done moving. Oh, okay. And um, it was a mess. Yeah. So, yeah. We had to move our ministry up here and everything else. So. Right. Okay, okay. Because so I'm you... a chaplain. Oh, you're a chaplain. Oh, wow. I very am. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
different. Do you do a particular chaplain ministry or are you just a chaplain broad? We have our, we have our own ministry called Father Filtered Ministries. Father Filtered Ministries? Yes. Okay, I'm going to check you out. <laughs> you, won't, you won't find much because I'm not in the government. You're not what? We're not registered. Oh, okay. Do you have a website or anything? Nope. Oh, okay. Right. So what do you do? We primarily do word of mouth. Okay. Where you, we live. So you just, are you a chaplain to people in your area? At the moment, yes. I'm okay. ordained. I'm yeah. ordained. Okay, cool. So what church? I can do weddings and whatnot. Nice. Are you through a particular but, uh, church? Mm, well, we're going back to my roots, which is Quaker. Okay. Wow. Cool. French, French church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Very cool. Very cool. Well, welcome. I'm glad you are here. I'm glad I finally got the silly thing worked out. <laughs> yeah, we saw you were having issues with your audio. <laughs> my, yeah. my, wife hid my, my wife hid my flip phone. Oh, really? And got me this. Oh dear. Oh dear. He brought me into the 21st second. <laughs> You'll come kicking or screaming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. and so Josh, Josh, you were so oh Bruce, were you were you um wanting to do a carol or not? I it matters not to me. I can or cannot. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Um Josh and Lauren, you were thinking of doing a, a carol? Lauren was. Carol. We've, are you prepared and planned and sorted to do a carol? You can. You have to give us like 60 seconds. 60 seconds? Quickly. Prepare. So, <laughs> so we are about the carols and singing and worship. However, we That's have okay. two children sleeping. Oh, no, we don't want to wake the children. Okay, well, um, Bruce, if you wanted yeah. to, would he's you got like? The oh, he's got the guitar. Well, how Sorry. about? Cut off, Bruce. Sorry, Bruce. Okay, uh, Bruce. Did you want to sing? You were gonna sing a. Uh, you had one of your songs. One I had I had a, a request that I worked up. Yeah. So someone requested "Ahoy Night." Oh, that would be me. Yeah, that would be me. My favorite. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. So I have I have worked that up. Yeah, would you like to do that for us? Um, I can. Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> and then Josh and Lauren, while Bruce is doing Old Holy Night, you can quietly whisper in the background and figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> you're up next. <laughs> uh, we'll do communion and then you could do one if you wanted to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bruce, whenever you're ready. Yeah, let me load, let load up. Yep. I love karaoke machines. You can do it, Bruce. We believe in you. I call. I'm married call. to a Filipino. I know all about karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> all about it, huh? Yeah, my mm. wife and I have been singing together for almost 29 years. So. Oh, that's so that's well, beautiful. As uh, the expression goes, I make a joyful noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the Bible, the Bible does say, it doesn't say sing beautifully. It says Not, make a joyful noise. It says make a noise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, Heaven's got some sort of filter, so I'm not worried about it. All right, here we go. Let me restart it. <laughs> <laughs> 
they say it is the night of our Thank you, Bruce. 
That well, was lovely. So. Lovely. Thank yeah. you. That's an amazing bass voice you've got going there. <laughs> love you. it. That's beautiful. I love their talking voice. You should be on radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have Stan and Laura wanting to come in as well. Oh, is that you two? Laura and Dan? Okay. All right. I'm confused. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Lauren, uh, what, shall we do communion first? And then Lauren and Josh, do you want to do a song after communion? Sure. Cool. Now, does everybody have a drink? Some bread of some description? Uh, oh, when you're I doing can, communion now. We're doing communion now. So if you want, run and grab some drink and bread. I will give you 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> Lauren's grabbing stuff. Yep. And, and just to prove that we're from Seattle, we're doing gluten-free communion. Nice. Gluten-free <laughs> communion. I'm doing slice of bread communion. Because <laughs> I didn't have like a roll or a cracker communion. Awesome. I was like, however people want to do I'm also doing Ribena communion because I don't drink wine. So I'm, I drink wine, so I have wine. Perfect. And plus, I'm Irish. You're Reputation an Irish. of a nation on my head. I know. I'm bringing the real juice. You're an ex-Catholic ex Irish. Like, of course you're drinking wine. Like, <laughs> um, no, so I, uh, I am a recovering alcoholic, so I don't drink, but I have my, I, I went out especially to get red colored juice because I was like, it's got to at least look the part, right? It's got to look mm. the part. I, yeah. I am the same. Nice. I've been drugging alcohol free for 35 years. So. Oh, fantastic. Well done. I um I celebrated 12 years this year. So wow. yeah. Very yeah. Fabulous. Well, well done, done, you guys. Thank you. Um, um I, I'm free from a <clears throat> different kind of addiction, but I've been free of it for six years now. Oh, fantastic. Well done. Well done. Yay. Kudos to you as well. Yay. Um thank you. Laura and Dan, I have two videos <clears throat> for you now. Yeah. I have a webcam yeah, utility on. happening. We were trying to use the computer versus my tablet because on the tablet I can only see like three people at a time and on the computer you can see more people. So it right. gets kind of weird if there's more. So right. Is that we were trying it, but it's it's set up for Dan's actual like studio camera and right. sound equipment, so it won't work right now Ew. so we're back to the tablet oh no <laughs> that's a little frustrating for you do you have your communion stuff ready yes perfect awesome all right everybody ready okay so i'm just going to be doing this um in in my way which is kind of non-denominational non-traditional um so let's just roll with it and let's, oh. let's leave aside our theologies and things like that just for right. now um what go with it, okay i know it's shocking Absolutely. who leaves aside theology especially with this many americans in the group i mean come on <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm, joking. I'm sorry americans sorry <laughs> okay all right so on the night that jesus met with his disciples he met together with them and he gave thanks to God. Father, we thank you for the food that you provide for us. We thank you that we are um, in places and of privilege where we know that we do have food. Um, and when we struggle financially, we are in places where we know that there is help available to us. 
we pray for those in the world that are not sure where their next meal is coming from, who are watching their children suffer and starve. We pray um, for your blessing with them, for um, your heart to reach our hearts so that we do something about it um, and that our world can actually uh, learn your humility and your grace and so that we can uh, step out of our own ways of doing things and reach out to others. Amen. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which has been broken for you. Well, that was a dry piece of body. I just ate it stuck in my throat. Just ruin the moment there. <clears throat> After that, he took the cup and he gave thanks. Father, we thank you for the fact that we live in places where there is water, where we have a variety of drinks and things, um, where we know that um, we are fairly safe from things like bloodshed as well, um, where we know justice in our, to an extent in our justice system. We pray for those who face injustice, who face death, who face um, pain and struggle. Um, we ask, Father, that again, you are with them, that you bring justice, that, Lord, you return and bring your justice to this world and bring peace to the places that need it, that you bring life and water and joy to all peoples and all nations. Amen. He gave it to his disciples and he said, take this. This is my blood, which has been shed for you. And Father, we do this in remembrance of your son as we celebrate his birth and his miraculous arrival in this world. God come to earth. We also remember his death. But we know that the death is not the end, that he stepped out of that grave, that the body that was broken, the blood that was shed, lived in victory and defeated fear and death for all. We thank you that we live in that grace and in that knowledge. We thank you for your salvation. And as we celebrate you on earth, let us hold that joy of resurrection in our hearts. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Lauren and Josh, you want to give us a carol? Yes, ma'am. This is called All Glory Be to Christ. Nice. Tell me what is your life 
beautiful i love those harmonies wow love it that was really beautiful guys oh wow (laughs) yeah yeah you too doing well doing well okay so now um i'm just going to open it up for prayer so i'll do um an opening prayer and then uh if anybody wants to pray for their country their family their the world you know there's enough to pray about that i'm sure we can get through a few topics right so (laughs) um and then just as long as there once there's enough silence i'll close it up and i'll say a blessing and then we will end church for today sound good Uh fantastic all right i will open in prayer all right 
Jesus, Lord of all, you have come to earth. You have walked among us. You have started as a few cells in your mother's womb and grown into a child who grew into a man who saved the world. Um, the enormity of that blows my mind every day. Um, we are not worthy of your love and yet you call us your children. You call us your own. And for that, we are truly grateful. Lord, we come to you in prayer, um, humbly beseeching you for the things that we, we lift up to you, knowing that you hear us, knowing that whatever grief or hurt or anything we carry, you carry for us also. We bring all of these prayers to you, Father, and ask that you hold us in your hands and in your comfort. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you first and foremost for um, meeting us through this Zoom meeting tonight. Um, thanks to uh, Christine for organizing it. Um, Lord, um, just want to pray for my coworker, Philip. <clears throat> you know his situation, Lord. I just pray that you would uh, break the strongholds in his mind, in his heart, and just let him know how much he's loved, Lord. Just let him know how much you love him and that even though he's going through an extremely difficult time right now that you are there for him in every season every step that he would know the power of your love lord mm -hmm. also just pray for um the situation with COVID 19 uh both locally and globally that you would just uh, destroy this virus that's just plagued this world for the last year lord and it's just drastically um, changed our lives. In some ways, I believe it's been a good thing because it's caused people to pause and reflect on what's really important in life. But obviously, on the other side of it, there's the uh, there's serious health consequences, and some a lot of people have also passed away because of it. So we we grieve for the loss of life, and we grieve when people that we care about obviously are have been affected through it one way or another. And whether it's health, vocation, or both, Lord, a lot of people have lost work because of this uh, virus as well. So we pray for employment for those who have lost work. We pray for restoration of health for those who are suffering from it. And we just pray for a destruction of this virus in Jesus' name. Lord God, thank you that you are in control. Our king is seated on high and there is no need to fear um, except the fear of you because that's wisdom. God, you are over everything and you call us to hope, 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 hope. Um, and hope that you give us does not disappoint us because you've put out your very life into us we were empty, empty, 
I want to say pots of clay. And you molded us, you made us, and now you can fill us with yourself for specific purposes. And God, I just thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for Christine and her heart and um, for each person on the Zoom meeting, wherever we're at. I just, um, I ask a blessing over each person that is on this Zoom call right now, Lord, that you would pour yourself, that you would pour your hope into them and your peace and your protection and the blood of the lamb would just cover each of us and each of our families. And God, I just thank you that you are on the move. You may not be in a church building per se, because so many of us are scattered and we are outside of a physical church building, but we are the church. And so I just pray um, for more of your Holy Spirit to go out where I'm at in Squim in Washington state um, and this country right now um, where there's so much going on um, in New Zealand and all the different countries that are represented here. What a beautiful thing. Um, God, I just pray for a break in the stronghold of human trafficking in Jesus name. I declare. Mm -hmm. And decree by the blood of the lamb that you would be setting people free lord that you would be moving um, that your angels would go out and especially the children lord that you would rescue children right now in jesus name and we believe together that you can and you want to and i believe that you will and lord um yeah we just want to honor you so we glorify your name i thank you that you're coming back i thank you that you're not leaving us without yourself and without your helper, your Holy Spirit, you're just so good. And we just want to glorify you. Mm. Father, I, <clears throat> I thank you for this group of people that has joined me today. Um, I thank you that we are able to meet, um, that we live in a world where technology makes it possible to meet even when we're not able to meet physically with people um, in some places. And I am so grateful um, that this is actually a medium where you can work and you can move and you can bring people together and unite us and that this is church. Um, we thank you so much for, for the places you do give us, even when it seems like the world is shutting down, there are still outlets for your grace. Um, there is outlets for you to move. Um, we just need to seek them and you will show them to us. So Father, give us a heart to seek. Give us a heart to look for those places that might be off the beaten track um, where you can move. Let us look for those people that are not that pretty, that are the young pregnant women who are claiming ridiculous stories. Let us have a heart for them. Let us have a heart for the young fathers who are mm -hmm. maybe raising children that aren't their own um, or who want to raise children that are, um, are their own but aren't given the choice over what happens to a child inside a woman's body. Um, we ask for us to find places to to talk to those who are in a 
growing up in a world of gender confusion and sexuality confusion and everything like that, that you will give us spaces to move and to talk to those that are often forgotten and left out of conversations in the church. Um, let us find, let, let this, this whole COVID thing make us more aware of where those gaps are and where we can um, speak your life into people's lives. Um, Father, we are so moved by, by the way that you find places for us mm. to, to work, even when um, it seems like there is nothing that we're stuck at home. Um, uh, I know for myself, I, I am um, grateful for the fact that um, COVID is under control in New Zealand. Um, not to rub that in the faces of places where it's not, but um, that is something I am genuinely grateful for. And Father, I, I want to thank you for that. Um, to thank you that um, we can gather for Christmas and things like that, but help us to remember the rest of the world in that. Um, and to know the fear that a lot of people are living in and to hold them in our hearts as we um, celebrate openly in our country. Um, but yes, thank you for this group of people. Um, be with us, uh, particularly tomorrow as we celebrate. Um, let us celebrate with joy in our hearts and in our minds, knowing that you have come and you will come again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I mean, it's, it's two days for us in the in this. Oh, yeah, in this of course. Hotel. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two days. All right. I'm, I'm just, well, tomorrow I'm opening presents. So, huh. I understand. <laughs> yeah, Evie's with me. We're Put opening presents tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know how it goes in future yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, how's, yeah. how's life in the future? Oh, oh the pig. I love Frank. And Laura sends me pictures of him and his little oh, winter. Oh, shoes. I want. I know. He's adorable. <laughs> he's yeah. gorgeous. Oh, look, he's got yeah. a little nose. <laughs> I've had to oh, shut all my here. animals out of the room, otherwise, you'd hear them all going. <laughs> This is his friend, Royden. Oh, oh, so many animals. Oh, let's bring in all the animals for love. <laughs> We're only um, allowed two dogs in New Zealand without a special license, otherwise, this house will be full. Oh, yes. <laughs> my, my husband has, um, I keep telling him we need a puppy for our puppy because mm. we need to be friends. Um, and he's he's not so keen on the idea when we've already got two cats and a dog and we live in a two bedroom house and he's like mm, maybe not. <laughs> and I'm like why not? It's fine. Yeah, fine room. Yeah, it'll be fine. Mm. They can have my. Time I got two dogs, it. two dogs, three cats. Yeah. Get the puppy a puppy. It's like, I know, right? Get the puppy. A my puppy. husband didn't get any say in either of our two dogs. I just went and rescued them, so <laughs> he won't divorce you for it. Well, I'm thinking if I just turned up with a really cute one, he'd he'd just fall in love with the Listen, spot, Dean but... didn't want this last one at all, and said he said he's ugly. I don't like him. I don't want another dog. And guess who's in love? Yeah, it's a baby now, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. His dog now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Bit of a slow start. Evie and I thought it was going to be just the two of us, but we got there in the end. Figured <laughs> that what actually happened was the, uh, it didn't take into Time consideration zone. The, the change of clocks at our end on Google for whatever reason. So everyone, I told everyone a different hour. So yeah. sorry about that, but we got there. So fun time. Yeah. Um, well, it's not your fault. It's Google's fault, right? Uh, it's totally good. I actually Googled the time yeah, in it. New Zealand and then I did all the different time zones and like all that because I was like Google will know I can't figure this out like I'm not that clever at math and um <laughs> apparently Google isn't that clever at math either so not my fault <laughs> yeah. not my fault okay it so, does the same in uh, Ireland Christina says plus 12 hours and it's actually 13 so really yeah Is it so when I yeah when I got the text that 10 10 p.m eastern time and like in your in you and i got a you dm me like oh we're starting now I'm like oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah well i figured like, like when evie and i were on and i was like well we're both in new zealand so something mm -hmm. happened because <laughs> no one else is here <laughs> so, yeah oh we got there it was fine it was fine and, um, and i had to actually had to reread it too because you said the 24th but the 24th for you was what you meant yes i i uh, yeah i meant the 24th the whole thing is just, you know, it's always confusing sanitizer. with different times. It's always zones. confusing. So yeah. I really appreciate that you are here. It makes mm. my heart glad. It's like, this yeah. is my, this is the Invisible Body's first Christmas service. So <gasps> next yeah. year, I will be able to get rid of those glitches and we can do it again with lots more people with all like actual the right times. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Good night. Go well, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Thank Christmas. you. Merry Christmas. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.